Hi guys, a very warm welcome to you as always. You're listening to the FIFA Play On podcast with me, Liam Payne. The podcast where I get the chance to chat with some of the most exciting football players in the world, inviting these amazing players to share a playlist of songs that best soundtrack their incredible stories. Along the way, we'll discuss everything from the tracks they've chosen and the stories they represent to family, love, life, and of course, football. And if that wasn't exciting enough, we'll also be joined by some very special guests, some of the biggest names in music and football culture, to give their takes on the topics that we cover. If you want to check out any of the tracks we discuss, you can listen to all of our player playlists through the link in the description below. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's time to play on. Now, I am not going to be doing this completely alone as usual. Uh, this man wears many, many hats, presenter, reporter. He has his own foundation, and he's even been a head coach of a team in the US. Hello, JD Dyer. How are you? Liam Payne, it's always a pleasure to be with you, man. Good week, good vibes. Look at you, smiling as always. Well, you were a head coach. What's it like being a head coach? Um, stressful. I realised how much of a headache I gave all of my previous head coaches, especially when I had to take the role on. So it was very stressful, something that I was asked to do, but I, I enjoyed it. It was an incredible experience at collegiate level. So you're the man like running the drills and... <sighs> Mate, there's nothing worse than having to get to training an hour early because you have to set everything up and then greet yeah. every player and then <laughs> keep everything wow. neutral as well in terms of you might have your favourites in your head, but you have to treat everybody the same. <laughs> right. And where was this? Oh, Northern Arizona. I, when I was at the collegiate level, they were a club team as well, but they, they were competing in sort of a, a D1 competition. It was their first sort of year where they were really taking it serious. And the head coach that they had at the time uh, fell a little bit ill. And uh, I was the only person with a bit of experience. I was playing for the men's team. Obviously, I was working in Arizona at the time as well. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. Of course, I'll step in and I'll help. And uh, it was a great experience. Those women were fantastic players. Mm, well, I mean, that's something in common, actually, with our, our guest today, a, a football career in the US. Something that I don't have yet, but I feel like if I had you as a head coach, <laughs> I would get drafted first team down the wing. I'd need some discipline from you. I'd need, oh. I'd need, I'd be well, on your I'm in, case. I'm in. I'd be on your case. I'm in. But Liam, you talk about football royalty. Look, joining us this week is a player who, at just 21 years old, is already recognised as one of the game's finest talents. She's an idol not only in her home country of Venezuela, but also across the whole of South America. Look, she announced herself as a joint top goal scorer at the Under-17s World Cup back in 2014. But then two years later, she was still scoring at the Under-17s level because at the South American Championship, who can forget that winner against Brazil in front of those 40,000 loud Venezuelan fans. In 2017, though, she probably had a prominent stage where she announced herself to the world when she was nominated as one of the FIFA's best female players. While still being at college, Liam, I might add, that's just incredible. The resume is for greatness, but we already know the potential of what's due to come is more than exciting. A big welcome to FIFA Play On's Atleticos, Dana Castinas. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Hello. very excited to be here with you. It's fantastic to have you. That's it. What a great load of accolades there. Straight off no, the bat. No, that was a great introduction, to be honest. I feel honored. <laughs> He's very good, isn't he? He's Listen, very, very good. I give people their flowers. When they've worked hard, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you deserve your flowers when you put your time into the game. You've got so many achievements so young, I'm just looking here. like, How, how does... Do you have a favourite? What's your favourite achievement that you've got so far? Uh, probably being nominated to the US Awards. That's my favorite one, but 
every single achievement that I have with the national team and with my club teams and everything, they have a special place in my heart for sure. Do you recognize that? I know like I've spoken to a couple of Venezuelan friends. I have quite a few South American friends. When I was talking to them and whatever else, they were like, oh my gosh, they called you Queen Dana. That's the immediate thing that they said to me. Is that a normal thing? Do you hear that all the time? Yeah, it's it's funny because here, even my teammates, uh, which for me was a little bit weird, they call me queen all the time. And um, for me, it's awesome because they have so much experience. I just became a professional player in January. So for me, uh, that players that share the field with me and the locker room call me queen is, is amazing. The Queen. And on to uh, another Queen, I'm going to add, because I'm also delighted to say that we have a surprise guest joining us. Venezuelan supporting hit singer, Lele Pons. Welcome to the show. Oh. Hi, guys. Do you hear me? Yes. Yeah, can you hear you? I just want to say, Dana, I'm so proud of you because we need more Venezuelans, you know, and like to represent our country. And I'm so happy that, you know, that you're doing it in like this way. And it's like you're one of the best. And you should be very proud, and I'm proud, and I know that the country is proud of you. No, I'm, I'm proud of you too. Listen, by the end of this call, Liam, I want us to be so schooled up on the whole Venezuelan culture. We should yeah. be ready to visit Venezuela at any point by the end of this call. I feel like I've been to Venezuela. <laughs> you for sure. You probably have, in fairness. Listen, I, my, my, the way we used to travel around, and I mean, for me, South America was just the best place because everyone over there is so passionate. The fans are always so passionate. I mean, same goes with football as well, right? Oh, my God. It's just in the blood. And for me, I went around that many places that is just such a blur. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely loved my time over there. But where are you today, Lele? I'm in LA right now. Yeah, yeah no. Los Angeles. Yeah, I can't wait to uh to go to Miami and Puerto Rico uh, just to be with like family and stuff because you know I don't have anybody here in LA. I'm lo- I'm alone. Oh, Puerto Rico oh. sounds nice. Yeah, Puerto Rico sounds really nice. Puerto Rico, you, the way you say it makes it sound Puerto even Rico? nicer. <laughs> I have to ask about the South American culture because, like I said, when I was talking to some of my friends about speaking to both of you today, they were going crazy. Do you not understand sort of the magnitude that you have? I mean, even though you're so, so young, do you recognize how big you are, not just in South America, but the world? Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe it, but yeah. Yeah. It's when you go places, the randomest place, and then people stop you. And you're, I'm like, what? Oh. How, how do you know me <laughs> i had the most random one ever once before and i'd gone yeah. um i went to africa with aunt middleton uh, for a show to go and survive in the wild and on and we had to travel from the airport like six hours out into the wilderness in africa and we stopped at like a random petrol station and i thought i'll be fine no no one's gonna know who i am here and i was dressed as indiana jones so i thought i'd get away with it i got out of the car first person i walked through they're like one Direction. <laughs> I was like, yes, that is my name. That is what I go by. Um, right. You've had to pick uh, six songs, Dana. And I've got to say, they are some of my favorite songs as well. I mean, I, I uh, you know, I'm a bit biased because I might be on the playlist, but we'll get to that later. But I think this is a really, really great playlist. It's strong. It's balanced. I do feel like it's lively. I think it has a little bit of everything. To pick a song of Lele's for me was very easy because it's an amazing song. Your side was a little bit harder, to be honest, because I don't like your music. Nah, just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of hard, but I, I like it though. 
let's get into the first track, I guess. Um, your first selection by Dua Lipa. I always get in trouble for saying Dua Lipa's name, so I say Dua Lipa. Is it Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now. Why this song? Uh, well, that song uh, reminds me to my roommates, to be honest, here in quarantine and all the time we were exercising at home and doing our workouts and that song will always be in our playlist. And that was kind of funny because at some point we were tired of the song, but we were like, you know what, just play it again, you know. <laughs> How have you handled that quarantine? And, and I know we were speaking off camera, but you've actually had the COVID during this time. So like, how have you handled that lockdown and the isolation and probably getting closer to your roommates? Uh, well, uh, luckily, <laughs> all my roommates got it too. Um, and we were fine. <laughs> like, we could, <laughs> I would say we luckily. <laughs> you were like, I'm not, I'm not on my own in this one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 exactly i was uh, uh, be careful there but um i don't know it, it was um it was okay I, obviously we felt bad our body was tired and everything that was the the harder part but uh, to be with them it made it so much easier for sure let's have a look at this because it's don't start now and this this song is a very attitude driven song and it's usually directed at a a certain someone is in your mind is there a certain someone that comes to mind you're like don't start with me who is it come on spill the tea i, I don't know i don't know <laughs> you see how you were talking about how you and your roommates overplayed it does it is it something that keeps you lot together do you, you now think of it as a togetherness song because i heard a lot of passion within the song yeah because my roommates uh, they're not athletes. They're my my team. They they work uh, with me like in the so social media and that kind of stuff. Uh, they're no footballers, you know. And uh, it was nice to be training with them. Uh, we all together at home, and that was something that we never did before. Um, for me, it was kind of nice. I want to know from both of you: How have you both kept your spirits up during this time? Obviously, you talking about your roommates, but Lele as well. How did you deal with the lockdown? I started working out for the first time in my life. Love that. Energy. Dana, Love you cannot that. say anything about yeah. that. Love that. <laughs> I started working out, eating healthier. I started like trying to learn new languages. And um I don't I suck. And I like watching movies like from the past. Like old, old movies. I did that a lot. Oh nice. Nostalgia. I've gone completely the opposite way, really? by the way. I don't eat healthy. I, I was before lockdown started, I used to be an underwear model and now I look like a lumberjack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, there's there's two it's a divided world it's at the fine, moment. Some of fine. us are healthy. It is what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know how to sing and you you know, and so that's fine. I'm just reading um reading down the sheet here and it says that Dana has become a very popular girl's name in Venezuela now because of you. Isn't that quite amazing? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I will get some, I don't know, DMs and stuff like that. And parents, like new parents that they send me pictures of their babies and they're, oh, uh, I just call my daughter Dana. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, uh -huh. that's not a common that's name, but <laughs> thank you. Let's discuss your love of football, Dana. Uh, where did it start? How old were you? Who was your biggest supporter at the time? Well, I started playing football when I was five years old. 
I was just going with my brother to his training and everything. And I was just kicking a ball around and juggling with the ball. And one coach uh, saw me playing and he saw that I enjoyed it and I was good at it. So he talked to my parents and they asked me at that point, my dad didn't want me to play football because it was a men's sport. Um, and it wasn't that popular in Venezuela, but my mom was like, uh-uh, she, she would do whatever she wants. And if she wants to play football, she will play football. Wow. So my biggest supporter uh, from the beginning was my mom and she still is. Lele, can you relate to that? Because how realistic is that sort of career in terms of the music and all the rest of it? How important is it to have those people around you that believe in you? I think it is the most important thing because, you know, to be honest, there was a point in my career that I was like, oh, my God, because I was like new to this. I was I'm going to L.A. I'm famous. I don't need anything like, you know, like I'm going to be hey. the, the truth. <laughs> yeah. And then it was my family who got me and was like put me in the ground and said, you're still like, Lele, don't act like this. It looks bad. So it's my family, the ones that bring me back to like my roots, you know, is the ones that are going to be there because they were there since the beginning and they'll understand you and they love you and you can fully trust them because you know, you know, it's hard for us to trust a lot of people, you know what they want from us, but you know that your family or the, even like the people that were there for you, not only family, just the people that were there for you since the beginning are truly there just, and they're going to stay there. And at the end of the day, if anything happens, you know that no matter what happens, they're going to be there. And for me, it's like, it's happy to have that support system. It's so crucial. And it just, at the end of the day, it's like you go home to them. So, Yeah, I think you can't be too hard on yourself for, for feeling that way, the way, though. I mean, it definitely, for me, obviously my career started from 14 to 17. So, I mean, we've all done stuff, quite crazy things young. And it's very yeah. easy and very quick for that to go to your head. I mean, you see a lot of child stars who go off the rails. And, 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 and for me, I, I thoroughly believe yeah, it, it's the people you have around, you know, who are your role models, you know, who who are your mentors um, at the time? Because it's definitely been places that I've needed to be brought back from many a time. And I'm sure there'll be many more places that I visit that I'll need to be brought back down to earth as well. Up next here for track two, I mean, absolute classic. Uh, Enrique Iglesias, Duele el Corazón. Oh my God, yes. yes. What made you choose this song? Because when I first got to America, that song was, I don't know, I, I was listening to that song a lot. And in the locker room, I'll play that song and all my teammates, they all were American or Europeans. I was the only Latin one. And they will sing the song, dance the song. And I don't know, it just take me back to a funny moment for sure. How do you look back on your college career? Because obviously Liam was talking about sort of me engaging with a, a college team when I in the introduction, but the levels that you were playing at in terms of in Florida is a different level. It's the highest level possible. So when I look at your statistics, I'm talking about 48 goals, 21 assists, your, your whole career in college and what you achieve. How do you look back on your college career? Just the the college time that I had, it was amazing. It was the best four years of my life for sure. I had so much fun. I met so many good people and people that are still in my life, uh, which for me was the most important part. But yeah, and to the level of soccer, I would say that it wasn't the best, but it was a, a really, really good level where uh, the league was so competitive because we had so many international players. Uh, I had the chance to win the Natty Champ. I, I don't know. My team was just amazing. And my, my coaching staff, they really 
knew about uh, football, you know, they were so smart. Um, the coach that I had there is the best coach that I ever had. Sorry, peeps. But uh, <laughs> it is true, so yeah. Dana, it says here this song reminds you of the under-17s World Cup in Jordan. Look, just take me back to 2016. What was that actually like for you? Uh, it was at the same time. So when I had my first, my freshman year, I was playing that World Cup, my second World Cup. And I was 16 at the, at the moment. So obviously I, I went to the World Cup and I was with my Venezuelan teammates and they were uh, with that song also. Like we were listening to, to that song in the locker room. And then I was like, I have to bring that song to America for sure to my teammates. So that's what I did. And it, it really good moments. One of my best moments in my career was in that World Cup. You were nominated for goal of the year, best goal of the year at that time. Oh my gosh, Liam, have you not seen the goal? The goal of gold. She embarrasses the Cameroon goalkeeper. Have you not seen the goal? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the the next year, yeah, in, in 2017, I got nominated to the best goal and the, the Puskas Award and the and the best uh, awards. How does that feel? I mean, how does it compare to actually scoring that goal? It was even, to be honest, it was at the same level. It's for me to be in that gala with all the players that I always admire and with, with I don't know, so many big people in the football world. It was amazing, but the gold represents uh, at some point where Venezuela was about to get out of the World Cup and if I didn't score the goal and the way I did it was... And at the point in the game that I did it was just unbelievable. I wanted to find out about Lele's groundbreaking experience because there's been so many times in terms of a problem within your own career you've looked at it and we spoke about it how you still haven't even hit where you want to hit but what was the moment where things really changed for you visibly uh well there's so many weird things i've done i swear to god like let me let me explain to you how weird everything is okay i was a judge in Miss universe in one of them yeah <laughs> i don't know why and then there was <laughs> it's really hard because top five there was venezuela and she would look at me and she'd be like <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> side eye, yeah. side yeah. eye. I hate. Um, I was a host. No, I, yeah, I was the host in The Voice, Mexico. Oh wow! Right, and then like, yeah, and then uh, Teen Choice Awards. I was a host, and then you know, music career. Like this year was was really good. I was in the top twenty five globally for songs of the year. So that was one thing I liked. But you know, it's and then it's just many things. I don't. I don't have the answer for that. I, uh, you know what, maybe the day that I met a first fan was like, I was like, oh, wow, like mm. I made it or something, you know, like somehow, but there's so many different things that, oh, I think, you know what, the most important thing I can say I've done in my career that I was very happy about was, uh, I launched my documentary this year, my, um, uh, documentary talking about, you know, Tourette's and mental health and OCD. I think that one was 100% like the best moment of my career. And I did podcasts this year. I'm doing also podcasts. But definitely The Secret Life of Little Pons was my favorite thing I've done. You are listening to Fever Play On with me, Liam Payne. And our guest is Atletico Madrid and Venezuela striker Dana Castellanos. My regular co-host JD Dyer is with me and we're also joined by Lele Pons. Now... The next song's a very important one on this list. Oh, yes. Probably the most important song of the day. Um, Can we get a proper introduction, please? It's best song ever by One Direction. Oh, 
Why did you choose this one? That song takes me back to my first World Cup. So for all of us, that was the best moment of our life. So that's something that has in common with your song, that it was the best song, you know? So that, that, was, that was the point, yeah. What was that like? Just tell me what that's like. Everybody that's ever dreamt of being a footballer, representing your country at the World Cup, there is nothing bigger. What was that like? Oh, that was a, a dream come true for sure. Uh, I was 14 at the time. and It was a, a U-17 World Cup. We, uh, we played that World Cup in Costa Rica and I was injured. I didn't know if I was going to play. Uh, it was, I don't know, it was so many things going on. And then uh, the coach uh, decided to put me in in the first, in, in the 11. The, our opening match was against Costa Rica. So we had like 24,000 people in the stadium and we won that game and I scored two goals. And that day is unforgettable. Yeah. That's amazing. See, Liam, you're inspiring people with your song. People are attaching some of their best memories ever with that song. Take me for the process, because what was it in your mind when you wrote that? Um, it was kind of written around the title. And I mean, for me, even this song brings back memories of different things, because we used to finish the show on Best Song Ever. So it'd be like the end of the show. Everyone's at their, their you know, the highest throughout the show. And I can remember exactly where I was on those stages around the world at the same time. So, I mean... You know, what more can I say? Dana, does that World Cup live up to your sort of emotional expectations? Like, you know how sometimes you can build something up in your head, but when you live it in terms of in existence, do they actually live up to you emotionally, representing your country and all the rest of it? It was so much better. Like, it was so much bigger than that. Like, I couldn't imagine uh, the way it went, that World Cup, for, for the team, for myself. I won the Golden Boot. The Venezuela got fourth place for the first time. Um, for me, it was just amazing. I'm, I'm guessing the growth and the love that people must have for you back home in Venezuela after that World Cup, then it must have been on another level. Did you feel the difference in terms of the reception you got from your own people? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Venezuelan people, we are super fans of sports and our own people, you know. And... At that moment, in 2016, we played the qualifications for the World Cup in Venezuela, and the final was against Brazil. And there was something that it was crazy because it was free for people to go in, so there were people in the stairs, in the screen, and everywhere. So I, I don't know. I think that uh, Venezuelan people has fans. Uh, they're we are very special and different. How does Lele and Liam, who are known around the world but how do you handle sort of your fame especially you Lele how do you handle your fame in Venezuela because they're Venezuelans are very passionate people my friends tell me when they love something they love something wholeheartedly so how do you handle that sort of well going back home um you know it's crazy I haven't gone home since I was a little girl I was in Venezuela and I came to America because I was kidnapped by like in Venezuela so like we like left because of that you know my mom and me and I have I've returned maybe two times and I feel very like very guilty for I can't go back because um, I forgot the reason why because like my family was like you can't go back there's like reasons why you can't go back so uh, I feel guilty because you know like 
I try my best, you know, like sometimes when you're from Venezuela, let's say Venezuela or from like a Latin country and you live in America, people are like, oh no, you're American. And then Americans, like, no, you're Latin. South, Latina, yeah, Latin, right? yeah, of course. So you don't know yeah. what you are. And sometimes I wish I would have done more for my country. You know, there's not a lot I can do if I can't even go there. But there was a chance that I, or when, when I went to this concert uh, near in Colombia, near the borders of Venezuela, and I was able to go there. And that was the first time that I was like, my God, I'm doing something finally. You know, you can donate, you can do all that. But it's like, for me, like, I want to go there and physically like, do something. I just can't even go there. So sometimes, you know, when it comes to that, I even feel so guilty going, being like, because like, you know, there's so many people that, you know, don't have the same opportunities as me when I was able to leave. So I do feel very guilty. And I wish I did more. And hopefully when I can go there, I can do more. I tell you first, you shouldn't feel guilty because first of all, you're still very young, but at the same time, you went through something that's real. So I just, I want to know, how did you sort of address that? How have you sort of got yourself past it? Even if you have, you got yourself past it. You know, my family, obviously, like we're really close. You know, it happened when I was very little, so I don't remember what my mom does. And thanks to my mom and my dad and like my heritage and my family, they really do always remember and they teach me like the ways. And that's how I'm able to actually, you know, kind of represent somehow Venezuela or like talk about it or teach, educate my fans of things I've learned that not by being there, but my dad and my mom have been there. So through that, I've done it. Thankfully, you know, my mom doesn't even speak English. So, you know, I have no <laughs> choice but to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> Did you reckon that gave you the strength in terms of, we were talking about, we touched on it very briefly earlier, but the sort of the mental health and you being very open yeah. about your sort of wanting to develop that side of you and, and putting it on front street. Did you reckon that sort of experience and the stuff you've gone through now, has that given you the strength to talk about it? Yeah, you know, as artists, we go through a lot and it comes to a point that I'm that we're just like, okay, this time in my career that I should just educate right now. You know, I decided to do like this documentary because I thought it was time for me to actually be an influencer and have a message for people, <laughs> not just like, oh, likes and just like post like a, a, a video. And I was just like, this hits so close to home. And I'm about to like, explain to people how that they're not alone i have a lot of similar stuff that many people have i have a uh, tourette's ocd um adhd um yeah right? that's how you say yeah i have a lot of things and i wanted to teach people because many people don't even know what that is you know and then when i did that many people that didn't know they had it had it some of my friends went they were diagnosed because you can you it's not like something that you can actually figure out you have to be diagnosed with it you know from a professional so yeah, I decided to do this uh, when I just like for myself, when you realize this is not for likes, this is not for people to feel bad for about you. This is for educating. This is for if you can actually help somebody, that's the main goal. And I did. And I helped. I know more than one person. That's m most important for me. And even parents, when they saw the documentary, they were like, I think I understand my kid who has it better. And that's what I love. Next up on your playlist, this is an absolute classic, like 80s top, top classic. We got Whitney Houston's, oh, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, that's my happy song for sure. That's that's my happy song. Uh, it takes me back to a very good year in college. At that point, the team was very close. Uh, we had this karaoke party uh, in the locker room and we played that song. And when we played that song. Who were you playing for at the time? Uh, uh, Florida State University, and and that year it was before season started. So so we played that song and the entire team just went crazy. We we were dancing, we were hugging. It was like the 
I don't know, the team sum for, for that moment and that year we, we won everything that you can win in college. Um, that, that was just amazing. I, I want to know because all four of us have lived in the States. Some of us are still living in the States. Shout out to you, Lele. But like, that transition of moving over to America is difficult for anybody, regardless of how young anybody does it. So I'd love to know from each of you, obviously, Dana, you can go first, but I'd love to know from each of you how you found that transition from where you were to make that move over to America? Well, the hardest part for me was that I didn't know how to speak any English. I only knew how to say hello and yes, and I don't understand. That was my favorite sentence of the <laughs> when I got there. And so for me, taking classes, uh, all the classes in English and being with my teammates that they all speak English and I don't know, for me was at the beginning was very, very hard because I consider myself a quiet person, but when I want to be quiet, it's not because I don't know how to communicate, you know? And for me, it was that was the most difficult part, but once I got it and at least uh, even that my sentence didn't make sense, but my teammates made the effort and my coaching staff made the effort to understand me at that point, it was so much different and I was so happy all the time and all of them made my life easier, for sure. I love that. I absolutely love that. Leila, how did you find it as well? I had no idea how to speak because uh, I, I came to a time that I just I had just learned how to speak Spanish. So now I was so little and I, and I had to learn. I had difficulties learning. So I had to learn how to speak English. And everybody already spoke English. So I had to like uh, not skip a grade. Uh, what is it? Um, go down a grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go down to a restart, grade. Yeah. 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 And I left like my grandma, my grandfather and... Um, and those are very important moments of your life when mm. you're five, your first five years or like your first like year six, it just will determine the rest of your life. Somehow it's good. You, you just go back. Yeah. Yeah. So it, was, it was a very complicated mm. time. And I didn't know why we left. We left in the middle of the night and then we never came back. So I was like very confused. So I'm saying even from a child that still leaves such an impact on you. Yeah, yeah, and no, you but, it, but I'm so grateful I did that, you know? At the end, like there was a bigger picture that I didn't see when I was little, why we left, but now I see it and I'm very grateful that I that I came to the to the United States. Oh, you know what? This next track, Liam. Oh, this is a tune and a half. Right, next on your playlist. I have to thank you for this one because I actually didn't know what the name of this song was and I really, really love it. So now <laughs> I can actually listen to it myself. It's uh Tusa by Carol G and Nicki Minaj. was when I first got here to Spain. It was at that point where the song was, everyone was singing that song. And uh, I don't know, it was, it helped me in my transition from America to to here to Spain. And it, it's such a good song that everyone's like, and it brings me back to, to my first day here. Wow. What attracted you to Atleti? Because Atleti is a massive club and the success in terms of both in the men's game and the female's game is different. Like, and the fans are crazy. So what was it for you that said that Atletico Madrid was going to be the next signing? Oh, they took me in from the first second, for sure. Uh, how you said uh, the fans, they're 
in some other level. The fans are the best and the club is so supportive. Um, we are one of the few teams that have their own you know, a city where we play, where we have our own stadium and it's just for us, or we are the, the principals, you know, and that's something that, that says a lot about Atletico. And and not even that, it's just the, the culture that this team have and it's just the teammates, is is everyone. It's just so passionate. It's just so, so big. And for me to learn that here was, it just took me two days. Wow. Yeah, but the thing is, you, you recognize the sort of powerhouse they are because they are what they've won the league three out of the last four years. I mean, know about their European success and how they're always fighting the Champions League, which you're fighting in right now. So you know how difficult and the pressures that would have come with joining Atleti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that was one of the biggest reasons. I was, uh, I want to go to a locker room where I have so much ex experience at uh, teammates that they are experienced that they can teach me and I'm not the one who is the big star, you know. I, I wanted to be the the small person I, at that point to learn and to be a better player and a better person and a better teammate. And Atletico has taught me that. How did that first day feel though? Then you, when you get there and you arrive at your, your mammoth fest with these great players, talk us through it. I was so nervous because that day after, I don't know, 15 or 16 years uh, dreaming about that day of becoming a professional player, finally, it was, and I came like this big star because of social media and so many people uh, expected so many things from me. And I, I was like, uh -uh, you're not this big star that they're saying. You're just, you have to adapt to the team. You have to get fitter. You have to, to know the way they play. And that was one of the toughest part because here, Atletico, you have to run all the time. And, and that was something that I, did, that, that I don't like, but I had to learn it. And now I'm really good at it. And they have had so many better things to my, to my game that I'm just so grateful that they made me a, a better player and more complete. Do you remember that debut last January, sort of when the 65, 65 minutes against Sporting, wasn't it, when you were coming yeah. on? I mean, nervous or not nervous at all? Sweaty palms or no sweaty palms? How was it? I, I, was, I wasn't ready, but I was ready. I had so many Venezuelan people. I, I remember my teammates because they never, like, leave something like that when one player comes to the field and, like, it was a standing ovation and I didn't do anything, you know? And there was some, th that's when I say like the Venezuelan fans, they're the best. It was full of Venezuelan people and they were like, who is in the stadium that, that people is going crazy, you know? And, and they always joke about it. And I don't know, for me, it was so special. I almost scored in that game, but I would never forget that game. Yeah. I need to just defunct one rumor quickly. Is it true that you turned down Real Madrid? Is that true? The Atleti fans want to know. Did you turn I, down Real Madrid? I, I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, now the last song. Uh, she's been with us the whole time. Lele Pons with Guiana. This is Sete Nota. And I hope I said that right. Sete Nota. <laughs> Okay, 
Leila, you, you, you've had an amazing career and we're talking about social media and, and how much social media has played a role in your career. Just how much value do you put on it? It can only get you so far. Now, if you're going to be creative in promoting it in a very creative, not so like I'm going to just sell the song out in like mm. more like like how I do it, like comedic way, like just skits and put the song in there. And it's like a very strategic way. That's how it helped me do it. I was able to put it there without people even noticing. They were just like, wow, I like the video, but I like the song. So what's the song? And then that's where the song kind of blew up on TikTok because I just did a lot of oh, wow. videos with it. Dana, this is what's so unique about this podcast, though, because you're sitting here, you put obviously Layla on your playlist and you're sitting there. And now you have the opportunity to ask the artist as to what you feel and why you selected that song, more importantly. It just makes me dance. <laughs> Every single time, yeah, it, it just, I think it's brilliant. It's amazing. It makes me happy. In the locker room, we all enjoyed it. Even the the people that is international that doesn't speak the language, we all just get together and just start dancing before the games. And for me, like to have a song that makes me feel ready to play, to go in and to, to the work, is just amazing. And that's your song for me right now. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a very interesting song uh, when, I, when I talk about the whole song. Setenota means I can tell you like me, right? And uh, I wrote this song with a guy, Guayna, who's in the song as well. And he liked me in the time and I didn't. And we wrote this song. I didn't like him. And then he told me I love you and I said thank you. Oh, and then after, oh that's and then, You should have every guy on the podcast yeah, just hold his heart. And then he left, and then I was like, wow, I think I'm in love with him now. You know, he left, and then I started realizing everything we've done together, how he treated me so way, so amazing, and I was always, like, pushing. He moved on. I was like, I love you. He was like, thank you. <laughs> and then at the note that came, and it came out, and then we, it, you know, we did a lot of things together. We rekindled, and now we're boyfriend and girlfriend. We're a week old. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See oh another incredible God, story. I love That's it. That's a podcast exclusive. That's also why I picked this song. You did. You picked this song because. <laughs> see, see, see. <laughs> That's also why I picked this song. I just had to know the story behind it. You know, it's just, it's just Hold on. Hold on. You both did the unthinkable. I love you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. To each yeah. other. That is amazing. <laughs> this song definitely helped us. So this is what's interesting because it, it brings me into my next question. So what's next for the, what I call the two queens of Venezuela? Like you're both achieving great things. And I know Lele's brain is going into overdrive because of, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to put herself on this. So I'm going to give you some time, Lele, but Dana, what would you love to achieve? Everything. <laughs> I just want to become better a uh, player, better person. Uh, I, I know it's something cliche and, and general, but it's something that I really feel is something that I know I can accomplish for sure. And I just have my goals there and I just have to follow and that motivates me every day. And my people in Venezuela, my parents, my friends, my family, um, my people here, um, it's just something that makes me move every day. And and that's, that's it. I just want to accomplish everything. Dana, can I put something out there for us? Yeah, I heard you got a communications and journalism yeah. degree. Is that, I need that factually stood up. That's true, right? So what, am I seeing media analyst presenter coming soon? Is that what I'm seeing? 
Yeah, I, I did it last year, I think, for the Women's World Cup with Telemundo. And for me, that was my first experience as a journalist. Uh, journalist, journalist analyst, I like that. We're going to give you two thoughts. Yeah. yeah. She can take it. She can take it. We're in the studio together. I'm there with her. Yeah. And for me, it was so much different because obviously I was... a. Uh, no, in the big stage, but I was uh, behind the camera and I was in front of the camera um, talking about what I like. Um, and for me, that was one of the best experiences that I have in 2019. And I, I'm looking forward to do more of that. Amazing. And, and that ambassador role that you're taking up with FIFA as well, I'm guessing you're just taking everything in your stride one time. I want to accomplish everything. I just told you. <laughs> Layla's. Yeah, I mean, I look at listening to you talk earlier, you sound like you're in a new stage of your life where you want to give more. So I want to hear more about what you're trying to do in terms of educating so many people that you influence. Definitely. when I wanted to be in a convention that they make every year for uh, OCD. I think I want to do more like find out more about myself, just like how I did this year, because I feel like everybody with quarantine found out a lot of stuff about themselves they didn't know yet. I think I'm going to continue that. I want to... Um, well, New Year's resolution now, stop eating my nails. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> now, um, I think, you know, working on myself, you know, going, actually traveling to see my the rest of my family that I have never done. I think, you know, I haven't seen them in so Amazing. long. Traveling, finding, like, you know, but like traveling, when I say traveling, actually going out to places I've never been before and learning about the place. You know, I've been stuck in one, in like, in, in like one place for a long time. I want to get out, you know, work a little bit on myself. You all feel and that. definitely, like, yeah, stay healthy, you know, stay healthy um, and work, of course, work, continue working, continue being passionate, never, never, that never leaving you. That's what I want. That like continuing to find what makes me happy. Guys, you've been absolutely amazing. I'm going to love it and leave it there. I mean, I'm glad we got that revelation about that song right at the very end there. That's one of my favorite bits. Thank you, Dana and Lele for joining us. It's been amazing. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, mate. I mean, that, that that closing story there from Lele about the love story. I mean, we've all we've all been there. We've all been friend zoned. Um, oh, come on. See, 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 I just need to. There probably is. There's probably a young lady listening right now. That's probably like, oh, Defro friend zoned. I just can't remember. I doubt Liam Payne has been friend zoned. No, mate, I have I've definitely been friend zoned a lot. By who? Mate, at school, I was I was in the I was the I was in the friendliest of zones. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean amazing accolades, amazing football. And I, you know, I was reading through them, and obviously, you know, I'm not the most educated man in the world on football. That's why they have me around. But to hear <laughs> those goals and to, you know, it was different level. And all by 21, by 21 years old, it's, it's incredible. And even what Lele is doing as well now, educate so many of her fans and, and what she's done in music and entertainment and then the internet. It's just, it's two it's making me Venezuelan queens telling you, oh, it does make me feel a little bit older. Aging me. Aging me slowly but surely, these podcasts. But i got to say a massive thank you to you for joining me as per usual. And yeah, I can't wait to tune in again with you next week. Pleasure as always, Liam, man. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that episode as much as we did. If you did, please give us a like, a share or a review on whatever platform you're listening on. To hear the playlist, search FIFA Sound on your music streaming service. Finally, check out FIFA's social feeds for exclusive play on content and teasers for our future guests. Wherever you are in the world right now, I hope you are well and keeping safe. 
Uh, until next time, friends, thank you very much for listening.